Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello everyone, welcome to the Redman TV. It's the build-up show, Liverpool, Porto, Champions League. Ah, um, Chris Pager, hi. Hi mate. Bit of nervous anticipation? None whatsoever. Wow, not thought about it yet. Not thought about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to find out if I'm nervous, Paul. <coughs> Amazing. James Redmond, how are you doing? I'm all right. You all right, Paul? Yeah, I'm very good. Bosh. Bosh Chamley. Hey, mate. Right. <laughs> That's super. Um, Chris? I'm all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you know, you know, I do things on purpose and sometimes... It didn't work I out. I ask is because I you don't, don't fucking want care. to know. Yeah. Um, these again, Chris. Yeah. Battered them last time. Absolutely battered them. Um, <laughs> in some regards, you know, we talked about this being the, this was the most favourable of the draws, pretty much. I think it was this or Ajax were the teams that everyone kind of wanted. Um, I mean, there was other reasons that people wanted Ajax. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the away, let's not make, let's make no bones about it. Good away, that, I'd imagine. Um, Everyone goes for a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like two days to fall. Why it, takes, it takes 40 minutes on a flight. I don't know why you're going the, the two days before. Got to make sure that them flights, or them flights booked up really quick. You could walk there <laughs> <laughs> the day before if you left. Um, yeah, it is the favourable draw. We were made up to get, to get Porto. It should be mentioned, I think, straight off the bat, though, that if people expect this to be the same game as last time, they might be in for a bit of a shock. It was an incredible performance away from home last time. We blew them, absolutely blew them off their own park, completely out of the blue. It might well go that way again, but I have a strong suspicion this is going to be a much more difficult No, For me, I'm looking at it and th- I'm thinking to myself, listen, you know, there was all records that they, they had on the go when we went there last time and they didn't concede many goals and they still don't now, to be fair. And obviously, they're in a massive title race with Benfica and stuff in the Primera Liga or whatever it's called. But now they'll be looking at it going, this is about pride. You know, we, we were absolutely smashed on our own turf last time and we need to go out there and prove that it was a one-off. So Port will be looking at this and it'll be retribution for them. That's what absolutely. they'll be talking about on Porto fan TV uh, <laughs> or whatever it is and th- th- Liverpool have got to know going in there that we won't be afforded the same opportunities I don't feel as as we were away from home obviously in the home game I think we played a little bit within ourselves knowing that the tie was done um, Porto will be coming over here looking to try and get something and we're a good enough side that even if they played their best I truly believe that Liverpool can still go through yeah that's it I mean it, it's interesting because I think 
going back and looking at both of those ties last season, I don't think either of them really tell you how this one's likely to go. Mm. Obviously, there's, it's a year and both teams have changed from, you know, in, in some cases dramatically since then. You know, the first game we you know we did, it was a perfect storm yeah. of perfection from Liverpool yeah, that, that blew them off the park. And then, as Chris Kent says, the, the second leg at Anfield, which is the one that you should be able to hold up and compare. Yeah. Like we, rested, we rested Salah for that. They put a, they, they rested players, they put a weak inside yeah. out. So, you know, we've got to go with this. We've got to forget any notion that this is anything less than a very, very big, very important yeah. game of football and, and, and put, put our best foot forward for this one. Well, definitely. It, it, it's all about the two teams that come up on the day. But, you know, obviously it is good for us that we did thrash them last time at, at their place. But um, it adds to a fear factor, you know, in their in Yeah, their exactly. So, you know, then... But they are going to have looked at that game and they're going to think, you know what, we really don't want that to happen again. We don't want to be out of it by the t- by, by the time it gets to the second match. We want to actually give Liverpool a proper goal this time. And they, of course they do. But like you said, Liverpool fans shouldn't be taking this game lightly just based off last time's performance. Listen, it's happened thousands and thousands of times over thousands and thousands of teams where they've beat a team and then they've got beat. Yeah. And we can't be looking at just the last game as the way that we're going to win the way we should be looking at it if we were to win is this season we're a very good team we're better than we was last year mm-hmm. so we still have a good chance of beating them 5-1, 6-1 whatever score yeah it's one of those games isn't it Ross where I, 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 look us talking about it's not going to make Liverpool or Liverpool fans whatever guard against complacency any but it, you know it, it, it is one of those where I hope we I hope we treat it with the, the the respect and the seriousness that it deserves because this is it this is the business end of the season, you know we are you know 180 minutes hopefully you know hopefully no no more um, away from a semi final again of this competition. You want to go you want Anfield to be big on Tuesday. You want it to be massive. You want it to be a massive contributing factor. I don't think it's going to be in the same way that maybe Rome, Roma was last season or Man City was, which is a bit of a shame. But hopefully, you know, we've seen it, nothing else. Even in, in some of the the games that you'd expect the atmosphere to be a bit crap, it's actually been pretty good in this last few weeks. I think it'll be decent because I think there's, yeah. compared to last season, we were on a roll in the league as well. Like the field goal yeah. factor around at the moment is, is ridiculous. And then obviously the win at the weekend, like after that, just kind of push them on for, from to Tuesday and onto Sunday again. I think. Playing at home is an advantage this time. Where I think I've always liked the nostalgia of you know Anfield second leg. You know everyone kind of prefers that. Whereas yeah, this yeah. time it's like you know you can set a marker down in in the league in the in the tie now and say you know go for it, go help for leather. But we can use that that five nil motivating factor for us as well and to say actually you know yeah. we're capable of, of, of beating these. Absolutely. Question for you, and I, I, I and I'll, I'll I'll go to Chris with this after you, Ross. Is that is this still a free hit? You know we thought about Bayern Munich as being a bit of like a. You know, it was a welcome distraction from the pressures of the Premier League. Is it still that to some extent? Uh, you don't have I'm yes, not, yes, not a leading no, question, y- by the way. Y- yes and no. Because I say yeah because obviously, again, you know, we're doing so well in, in the Premier League. And you say, you know, we've got the Champions League. And go, well, well, there's always that. But I think the fact that we've got Porto, I think it makes it less of a free hit. You're playing, you know, a Barcelona or a team that you kind of go, well, we kind of expect to, you know, have a, a decent game against them as well as Porto. But you know, Porto wants everyone wants Porto for the fact you think we're going to beat them. Yeah. I think if we lost to them, then it wouldn't become a free hit. Then. No, I think that's, that's it's, it's not a free hit for me. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool are so close to a Champions League semi-final, and then you can see because you can see the route to the final as well. This makes this game massively important. What you can do though is you can lay a marker down in this and almost try and get into the same situation as we did last time, mm-hmm. where you know. 
come the second leg, if we've got a big win, then you may be resting a few players. Yeah. And then after the Chelsea game, that could <coughs> be a big important rest to push on for the league before yeah. the Champions League semi-finals. But no, this is not a free hit. This is all about Liverpool going for the double now. And that's what this Liverpool side will want as well. I, I completely agree in that regard. And I think it's made actually made trickier by it being a, in inverted commas, easier team, isn't it, James? Because yeah. you can't, it would be... I mean, embarrassing or whatever, but yeah. you, can, you can, if it's a Barcelona or, or whatever, you can be at your absolute best and yeah. lose that game. Now, that's still true of Porto, yeah. but there's, that, there's, there's a reputation that goes with yeah. it, is that Liverpool are favourites for this. Yeah. They're expected to win it, which means that, you know, it, it's a game that Liverpool need to make sure that there's no, there's no complacency. Yeah, well, you, well, I've said this um, in some of my videos, Liverpool need to be aggressive. They need to go into it and be very, very aggressive. It's yeah. so important that we go into every game. Against Southampton, it took us a while to get into it, but when we got our goal, we was aggressive from then on. We got the three points. That's how we need to be in every game for the rest of this season. Yeah. No different for this game. doesn't matter if it's the Champions League, whatever, if anything, that should make you more aggressive because yeah. this, is, this is what Liverpool love. We love the, the European nights. We love... Um, making history happen and, and stuff like that. It's just important we go out there and show we want to win this. And it doesn't matter who we face, whether it's Barcelona or if it's Porto, we've got to go out there and we've got to show we want to win it this year. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to let you stop us. There's, yeah. an, there's an important thing for me in, in, in the first leg, being at Anfield, in that you know, we know what Porto and, and, and their stadiums like on a European night. And it was fantastic. Even at 5 0 down, their fans were singing so loud and stuff. They don't actually know what an Anfield night's like. Yeah. Because they didn't experience that That's last season point. because of the way that we played them. So their team might have played our 11 players before. They'll be fearful, of course, of the front three who all scored in that first leg. Obviously, Mane gets the hat trick, but they haven't felt the power of Anfield. So us as fans need to be there to show them that yeah. and put the shits up them from the way it goes, to be honest with yeah. you. Have you seen? Have you, have you seen the team that we put out in the, in the game at Anfield last year? No, no, no. Friggin' out. I mean, it, it's, it's mad that it's, we're only talking a year, a, a year on the back five. Carius, Carius, right back. <sighs> Gomez, Gomez, right back, centre halves. <coughs> Lovren, Lovren, Matip, Matip, left back. Moreno, I'll bet. Ooh, <laughs> Moreno. And it's interesting, interesting conversation because obviously we know Robbo's banned for this. Um, that's a big decision looming for the manager, that isn't it, Chris? Because I think there's a really obvious, there's a really obvious answer, and his name's James Milner. But Sean Moreno on the bench for Southampton at the weekend, so he's there. He's he's been there. He's been in and out of the squad. He played in this game last year, as we said, albeit caveat of it not being quite the competitive tie that we, we were looking for. Jurgen Klopp has a habit of doing things that we all that make us all go, eh. Particularly with players that we think are shit, etc., etc. Yeah, Milner, please. Um, <laughs> it's as simple as that. Look, look, I'll be looking at the weekend's game just gone and the Southampton game, and the fact that Milner came on at right back mm. for me is ideal. In that I thought whoever was going to play left back was going to come on at left back, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But because they didn't, because of the way that the game ran out, Milner coming on at right back, I think, is a little <laughs> step towards Porto. In that I know it's right back and it's not left back, but he's done it recently. Mm -hmm. When was the last time Alberto Moreno got a game of footy? No, you know what I mean? Question. 
And then, and then is it going to be Milner left-back or could Trent move across to left-back? Joe Gomez is there as well. Just anyone, please, other than Moreno. Yeah, everyone in agreement on that? Or anyone want to make a case? Anyone go to the bat for Albie Moreno? Nope. Snides. Look at him. He's there. He turns up every week. He pulls his back on. You back on? thing is, though, if Klopp, had tr if Klopp, <laughs> Klopp trusted him, he would have played more by now. No, and he has, you can't throw someone in, like Chris just said. <laughs> I completely agree, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, but what, what I'm going kind of, to say is that there's always something in every start of 11 that makes people's heads roll on the, on social media. It's almost guaranteedly going to be Alberto Moreno starting this game, by the way, so everyone prepared themselves. I'm not preparing myself. I'm not preparing myself either. You know? So, no. okay, so if you're not going to prepare yourselves, you just prepare to deal with the reality of it when it happens? Yeah. Okay, you just deal with that when you get That's there. what I've done for 17 years. I'll continue. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, I know. Look, I, I can understand. And I think everyone would be... There would be a few jaws dropped a few deep sighs and eye rolls at the very best if Alberto Moreno gets into this get into this team. But I think that I think the Milner thing's interesting, isn't it? But the you know, it's worth it's worth highlighting the Milner. I think he's done an admirable job at, at right back, hasn't he? Yeah. I think the timing of the Milner substitution, Ross, was was it was as important to how he played that game as anything else. Milner coming in to a, t a team that's basically blown themselves out and just having to do a lot of winger play you know doing the stuff that James Milner's done as a, a as a career is a different game to him being a you know a, a, a full back in a, a big European tie from the, from minute one yeah but he's done that before the, the whole season that he played left back you know he's the experience that he's got I think he needed in the Champions League he showed that last season I think he's defensively he'll be sound but yeah. that's the concern isn't it if Moreno plays then he's fine going forward but he can't defend and he's susceptible to a brain fart which no one wants mm -hmm. but you know Milner's just going to shore things up and, and guide people through the team I don't yeah. think the defence trusts him either because if you're playing Matip and Van Dijk and then you're playing Moreno who's not played for ages then they don't know well they will do through training but in, in a game like you can have one eye on him I think because yeah. I certainly would I'll yeah. say this James Milner doesn't let you down yeah mm. okay I'm not saying the other things of that statement. Yeah. You can, I'll leave that there. It's what you don't say. Yeah, no, time. listen, Albie, I've had a go. But interestingly, right, if Alberto Moreno is to start, I think James Milner plays the left of a three-man midfield to cover for him. I think that's really interesting. That's, that's the big conversation because, because I'd, I'd, I'll be honest, prior to obviously starting to gear up towards this, I'd not been thinking too much about it, but I was thinking about Southampton and about how Wijnaldum looked very much like he's a lad who could just do with a week off. He could just do with not playing football for Liverpool for a bit. And I wonder, James, whether that might inform a, a decision or two. Because, yeah. look, we're not short on midfielders at the moment, which yeah. is great. You know, Naby Keita getting, getting a full 90th yeah. uh, on Friday is, is a big Hendo help. playing the eight as well. Hendo yeah. playing a more offensive role, absolutely. Adam Milan having game time recently. It yeah. definitely gives us options to cover for, for Genie, But... It, that that might inform our thinking slightly on left back because if he wants Milner in midfield, yeah. then he can't play Milner at left back. Well, I think actually now that you mention it, that's probably a big important factor on who does play left back. Actually, who plays left centre mid? That's because, why I said it. Yeah, yeah. It's actually why I said it. Mm. Just saying. Come on, Paul. Can't take him the credit. Let's see how Paul. But um, nah, you know. I do think Milner starts left centre mid, then Moreno 100% starts. But the way I do want to see it, I do want to see Wijnaldum play again. I think, yeah, he has played a lot this season. But 
I look at Wijnaldum as one of those players that you do need in your team, someone who will play every game when you're asking to and put in 100% effort, which he does. And he just brings a certain, a certain different quality that any other player who could play in that position does. And I think he's just so important. And so when I talk about being ruthless and being aggressive towards the opposition, I think he's very important in that as he's someone who's important to get the team forward. And let's and not forget. Stuff like that. Jürgen loves him. That's a yeah. If he's knackered... It's because he plays loads of games and yeah. he plays loads of games because the manager chooses to play him in loads yeah. of games, you know. And I, I, I don't know whether that's my only thought on that is maybe we I talked a lot all season about how the World Cup has an impact on fitness yeah. levels, particularly at this at this part of the campaign. Wijnaldum had far more rest, the, the the most, and I think he's naturally fitter than you know the, a lot of our lads. He's absolutely banging the prime, yeah, career, definitely. isn't he? But I do wonder whether this is that point where now. He's almost been sacrificed, yeah. To because he's been, he's been the one most capable, but that's why we, we might see a bit of rotation. So this could well be the game when he drops. Has he had any injuries lately, or like any niggles? I don't and think, I've not heard anything in recent weeks. We know he had that big, he had that big illness, didn't he, in like January where yeah. he, he missed a couple of games and he, lo he lost like an amount of kilos, which could be a big amount of kilos or a small amount of yeah. kilos. I don't know because I am still imperial when it comes to weight. Um, hashtag, you know. Um, but um, yeah, I don't. I, I think he's. I think he's fine. I just. I just wonder whether he's just reaching the limits of. His yeah, pace. I think. I think if there's no problems with his health or any injury problems, then he absolutely plays. I think it's important that we have our best players playing out there, and I think he's one of our best players. Any anyone got one eye on Chelsea on this one? Yeah, no? that's why I'd rest Genie. I think for I felt like seven eight weeks now. I've been saying he needs a rest, uh, particularly Southampton. He, he didn't go missing. I think the midfield was unsettled with Kaita going in there mm -hmm. and for him and Fabinho were kind of like dragged out of a position um, and he was tired as well but like, I say, I agree with you what you said yeah. on Genie that's why I'd play him on, on Sunday because Kaita's Fair not going to play on Sunday I don't think yeah. I think Kaita's really important to start again now he's he started a game and scored yeah. keep his confidence up and keep him, give him a run in the team and then drop him on Sunday well, yeah. is it Milner and Henderson Chris I mean they couldn't have made a stronger case for their inclusion <laughs> coming off the bench against Southampton absolutely game changing yeah, it, it's true. And uh, listen, the midfield that I'd have is probably Fabinho, Henderson, and Keita for the same reasons. You know, I'd like to see Wijnaldum play against Chelsea. But what we've seen really is, you know, Keita normally plays that left hand side when he comes in, and he's he's very box to box. But Henderson coming in and playing the eight in the way that he did, and obviously getting on the score sheet himself, changes things a little bit for me. And I think if Milner's to play left back, I think you can you're okay with Keita ahead of him because he's so disciplined. He knows exactly when to bomb forward and when not to bomb. And he'll be okay with Kaita there. But that right hand side for me with Trent and Hendo and Salah is probably where the game will be won if it if it goes with that team. Anyway, before we carry on, Chris sat down with Melissa Reddy with the newsroom podcast on the RedmenTV.com this week. Have a listen to this. For me, and I've said this a few times this week on various different shows and stuff, it's not just about Liverpool anymore either. I think I think back to that Bournemouth game where they beat us from, from a losing position. I think back to games where we've been ahead, I think back to 13-14, even, even before Jürgen Klopp, where you know we've been goals up and Cardiff come back and stuff like that. But there was a, there was a thing in the opposition's mind where... Liverpool, Liverpool can crumble here. Now we've somehow managed to completely flip that on its head. So we're going, and a team's going in the last ten minutes against Liverpool, and they're not thinking we can get something out of this game. They're thinking, 
shit, we better be careful. They've scored the most late goals in the league with 20 this season. We need to be careful. And Liverpool keep having a, making a habit of that. And they've just flipped that entire... That was a 15, 20-year psyche of something that Liverpool did. And it's gone. It's completely gone. Yeah. Jürgen Klopp called it that self-fulfilling prophecy um, that, you know, Liverpool were a little bit brittle and they just expect to concede and expect you know, that frantic final minutes where the opposition are, are clawing into their lead and suddenly it's a draw or, or a defeat. or um, And it's interesting, working with other clubs allows me to come out of the bubble because I think often when you do just Liverpool, you're only focused and, and everything is driven by a Liverpool voice or a Liverpool perception. And when you go out of that and you speak to, you know, other backroom teams, other managers, players... And when you look at how they view Liverpool, it's extraordinary because, you know, what you say, they don't know how to beat Liverpool anymore. There's no soft centre. Uh, you can't try and bully the defence. You can't work harder than the midfield. You can't hope to greatly restrict the attack. Uh, you know, the, the, the park bus doesn't particularly work. Liverpool have found differing ways of, of um, overcoming that. And I think back to the start of the season and teams would, because there was Virgil van Dijk, look to bully Joe Gomez and they were getting no joy. And so they stopped trying to do that. And then they tried to isolate Trent Alexander-Arnold as a weakness, no joy. So every kind of tactic so far hasn't really you know proved fruitful mm -hmm. and I would say where Liverpool have dropped points it's been more because of themselves rather than something great that that the opposition has done fantastic uh, yeah get involved the redmentv.com sign up it's free for the first month so you want to get that full incredible podcast with the wonderful Chris Pajak, uh, and, <laughs> and, and let's be honest, the even more wonderful Melissa Reddy, um, then go over and, and, and get involved. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ross. Yeah. You've definitely got Milner left back. Yeah. Who's your midfield today? Uh, Fabinho, Hendo and Cater. For the yeah. exact same reason that Chris said before, and I've said about, about resting Genie. Um, I think he just gives us a bit more... A um, bit more energy in midfield, and then obviously, again, one eye on Chelsea. I think Genie comes back in for that, and then obviously, you can put Milner or Henderson, depending on what happens on, on Tuesday. Um, the defence is where I had a problem because I was kind of debating whether to rest Matip or not. Mm-hmm. For someone who's very injury prone, you know, he's played a lot of football and yeah. he's been fine so far, but with Gomez being on the bench, I was tempted to play him. And a lot of run as well, but then again, lack of game time. Can you? Can you can't, you can't, you can't take Matip out. It'll be like a. T- it'll be like a teacher getting to the summer holidays. They'll yeah. just. They'll just get ill. Yeah. He needs to just keep fucking <laughs> yeah. going, doesn't he? You know what yeah. I mean? Just keep playing him in every game. Yeah, so if he I, stops, he's getting ill. Just keep ploughing him in. And there. that's why yeah. I've left him in for that exact reason. I just wonder whether the. It's so, It's funny. Something my dad always says is like. Stop changing, stop changing the back four. You know we have to make one change because of the left back. Because I thought about this, I thought about Lovren only because uh, watching the highlights from from last season's Anfield game and he, he was there, he was involved, and it made me, it just made me think about him a, a bit more. And obviously we saw him fleetingly against Southampton as well. Do you, it makes sense? Makes sense to get a, a Lovren in there because you might need him between now and the end of the season. But I just and then you're in danger of dropping a, a Lovren or a, a Gomez in at Chelsea. Which is a huge game. Mm. Yeah, can't play Matip. Yeah, fine. absolutely. James, what have you gone for? Um, like the whole eleven. No, give me the midfield. Oh, uh, Fabinho, Henderson, and Wijnaldum. Okay. I I just think with Cater having the four ninety on the weekend against Southampton, mm-hmm. I just don't see him um, having a, a, another four ninety minutes in midweek. I think because the way Klopp usually does, he likes to build players into the team. <laughs> he doesn't usually give. Especially when you're trying to get into the team, he doesn't usually give you back-to-back 90 minutes, so mm-hmm. I think Wijnaldum starts again. Have you given this that you'll be feeling? Yeah, Fabinho, Hendo, Kaiser, and I've gone uh, I've gone Salah, Firmino, Mane, obviously. Mm-hmm. Of course. Because, you know, they're the best. Yeah, just all a, of them. So you feel like you've got a segment in this part, right? Cool. Um, I went Fabinho, Hendo, Lalana for the midfield, similar with the Kaiser stuff, yeah. I think. How is he? Is he okay to play? I would guess so. I've not, I've not heard no. otherwise. Why would you, what would you think? Well, he got injured in the warm up for the last game, which is why Kaiser started, or just before the warm up or something, wasn't it? So um, I don't know whether he's. I'm, I'm sure it was just a knock. It wasn't like a big injury or anything like that, but obviously a consideration for the manager. Yeah, my thinking is very much that if he is fit and available, it's the Kaiser thing for the weekend. The, only, the big one is we've all thrown Henderson in. <laughs> And I think fair because I think again, you know, his, his performance absolutely warranted it. Yeah. But we've seen them two rotated, you know, a lot this a lot this season. Chelsea's a big game. I wonder whether you know. I think we all think he's a shoe in because of how good he was, and you know, we're seeing him in the eight. And Henderson's thought about sp- having spoken to the manager about being able to do a job a bit further forward. I think Klopp has even said though it doesn't mean he will. You know, there's every chance here that Henderson comes straight back into the into the, the, the six for this game because I don't think Fabinho had a particularly good game on on Friday by by any stretch, um, and with a big game looming at the weekend, he'll want to keep someone. He want to keep. We, I reckon he might want to keep one of them fresh. Could see we could. It's a very easy. I think the vast majority of people watching will have put both of them in the midfield as well. Be interesting to see whether he whether he does something different. Um, let's have a look at the other games then. Obviously, Spurs City on the same night as well. That's reasonably large. 
that's a pretty big game of football, that isn't it? Brutal, we we're all hoping for an absolute brutal game of football. I see Kevin De Bruyne apparently saying that the new stadium is not going to make a big difference in terms of atmosphere. But I mean, fair play, fair yeah. play for having the bo- for having the bollocks to come out and do that. Like, but um, it's still no Troydini after yesterday. Oh, it's brilliant yesterday. Yeah, Fuck <laughs> you know, mate. what a legend. Yeah, he got interviewed on the pitch afterwards, and he said, "Fair play to the Watford and the Wolves fans." It was well louder than the day before when he was talking about the City Brighton game. <laughs> he's gonna brilliant. be. He's gonna have an amazing podcast when he retires, isn't he? Old Troydini, like, um, yeah, that, yeah I'm, it's a shame almost that we're not gonna get to watch that game because it would it's one of the few games that I actually you know city games that I'm happy to watch with a bit a little bit of interest. Um Wednesday I actually Juventus Man United Barcelona which is obviously the one that we should be watching with the most interest because the one that most directly Im- impacts us. Um what Hopefully. what are our thoughts on these ones, Ross? Just Spurs and City just kick the shit out of each other. I'll be I'll be, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Fine. Um I've I've got no problem with City Knocking Spurs off of the no, no, the Champions League provided the <laughs> UVA will do, beat them. do the business in the league. Yeah, them, to be fine with that. I just I just want someone to give them a game. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think Brighton was a little bit easy for them as is they most games that City play. But Spurs again, I think it's it's a free hit for Spurs because no one expects them to get this far and they haven't got anything to lose and they need to concentrate on getting top four again. The thing that would absolutely do my head in is if Spurs because we've had a couple of times this season where we've like Fulham as a great example. Fulham gave us a real game. And then turn up to Man City and we're just like, there you go, there's your three points. Thanks very much. Thanks for visiting. Um, if Spurs just turn up and just, you know, uh, just just lift the skirt and give them the guns, like, you know what I mean? I just, I just can't. It's happened too often, but it's happened too often. Like, you mean, I want Spurs to be, Spurs are boss. Spurs are a really good team, really well organised. Some fantastic players you can call problems, Chris. I just don't want, I can't. Just save for the league game. No, but I, I want it to be a physical. Okay. But batter them, give them some. You know, they, they can they can go toe to toe with City and get beat because that because City are much better than Spurs. But at least try Spurs it up, like you know, oh, a good, no. a good thing, like you know, uh, no. Um, Man United Barcelona, right? Barcelona, Barcelona, Barcelona to win three 0 Ajax to beat Juve three one, and Spurs City two all. Have a bit of that. Yeah. Any takers on the Man U Barca stuff? I think Barca's going to absolutely Yeah, I do, yeah. I think they're going to be in trouble, to be fair. I think Barca's going to have a good run of form. The, the wheels have fallen off. All these bus or bike, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever he's riding. Whatever he's riding. Who would you rather play? play? <laughs> Who would you rather play? Out of United Barca. and Barca. I'd, I'd rather play Barca. Of play, play Man United. I'd rather play Man United because I think Man United are a much worse team. But I, but I don't. I just... I like the idea of <laughs> like to get absolutely dicked everywhere by by Barcelona. I know. Um, but then again, you know, we thought that was going to happen with PSG, didn't we? And they, they obviously That's pulled, pulled, pulled yeah. the fat out the fire there. Um, yeah, it is a tough. There's no. I mean, ultimately, there's no easy. There will be no easy games for Liverpool between now and uh, now and the uh, the inevitable. I'm not going to say it out loud. Um, <laughs> right, score predictions for our game: Liverpool Porto, Ross. Three uh, 0 Three 0 by half time as well, so we can actually enjoy a game of football okay. rather than <laughs> James. Four 0 Okay. Three one to Liverpool. We go a goal behind again. Okay. Ooh. Lovren's not there to deflect one over the bar and and send us on our way like last time. Two <laughs> 0 Two uh, 0 to Liverpool. Uh, but I think both goals will come in the second half. I think it'll be another one of those tight affairs. They'll have a couple of opportunities. <coughs> well, I need to score. 
almost guaranteedly. Yeah. He's got yeah. a ridiculously high percentage of goals in the knockout stages of the Champions League. You know, 69% of his Champions League goals have come in the knockout stages. I think it's something like nine of thirteen goals have all come in knockout football. So if you're gonna, if you're a betting man, don't do that because I've just ruined it. For you. <laughs> well, can so, I just say something? Go on. That this is my case rested on the table. Um, about could, Sadio Mane, yeah. any chance? Yeah, funny that. Basically, it's <laughs> <laughs> good, isn't he? Yeah, nice. He's all right. It's very good. Um, the best yeah, in the world. Fantastic. Um, we've not really talked about Porto at all. I can't be asked. Uh, they'll, play, they'll probably play 4-4-2. They've got Casillas in goal. They've got Pepe at the back, which is oh. a, a sight to behold. So be, be aware for major cases of shit hours. Any Moussa Marega. Didn't play Casillas last year, did he? No, did he not come on? Yeah. Yeah. He played Anfield, yeah. not the first leg. Yeah. There you go. Um, Why, was know that? Why was that? Because they were already out, really, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. So they just wanted to play like a second team. But why did he play in the second leg then? Because they were five nil down. Because he was the second. Uh, yeah, he, he, he went. Oh, was he the backup? Yeah, yeah. Time, was he? I didn't realise that. We destroyed that goalkeeper. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. In that game, in that game, I don't think he played. I think I'm right to say he didn't play the rest of the season. But there you go. Um, again, who knows? Who's asked? Um, let us know your thoughts. Preferred eleven. Score predictions in the comment section. Thank you very much, gents. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll be back post match. See you there. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.